0: to Beware of Bulldogs podcast. The Calebs are back once again to bring you guys the latest and greatest news on Fresno State football. And uh, I, I shouldn't say the greatest news because we have some bad news. <laughs> Tomorrow's game is canceled. <laughs> bummer.
1: Big bummer. Yeah. So I guess the good news of the week is, you know, Fresno State victory. Bad news, no contest this week.
0: Uh, against a rival, too, we would have loved to played San Jose State. Also, a four and O San Jose State.
1: Right, so that's definitely surprising. I know that San Jose State is. Uh, I, don't, I think they've been building. You know, they've had a new coach now for a year or two, and so I think he's been building something there. Um, after several uh, not great years, <laughs> um, so yeah, it would have been exciting to see. How this Fresno State team matched up with uh, the new look Spartans, but it'll have to wait till next year.
0: Well, we do have a recap for you guys because we did play a game last week, and uh, like we said, like earlier in the year, the season, we wait till the last second because you never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but you may know this already. I am Caleb Nail. The other host on the other side of the screen, we, didn't, we weren't able to meet in person, is Caleb Pletz. And you can just call us Caleb and Caleb with the C's if you listen to Paul Leffler. He is now a Caleb as well. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be recapping the Utah State game. Uh, but before we get into it, you can find us on Instagram at Boyer Bulldogs Podcast, on Twitter, Boyer Bulldogs Podcast. Um, we're on Spotify and iTunes. So leave us a review and a rating. And let us know how we're doing and what else you want to hear. So we'd be happy to uh, chat with you guys. All right. Or, oh, the last thing that I should say is that you should tell someone about this. Tell one person. Word of mouth is the best way to do it.
1: Definitely. And after, after you follow us on Instagram, you know, when we post uh, you know, the link to our newest episode, share that. Share that to your story so that uh, yes. your friends know what we're doing around here. Oh.
0: Good plug, dude. (laughs) All right. Utah State Aggies. We uh, went to Utah State in the freezing cold, it seemed like. Uh, Luckily, it didn't snow. I think it actually snowed a little bit. Very little. At the beginning.
1: Yeah, it, it looked like there was some snow residue on the perimeter of the field. So uh I think it worked out perfectly for the dogs. I mean, you know, you got to have a little bit of a snow game, which I think is kind of fun, but mm-hmm. um the ground screw had enough time to clear the field and you know we didn't have any issues with you know um you know people slipping, at least that, that we saw on TV.
0: Right. Final score was thirty-five to sixteen to the dogs. So when you look at the score, it doesn't—it's not that close. Now we watched the game. Did the score reflect what you saw?
1: No chance. I think that yeah, the, the score is not uh, <laughs> that accurate of a <laughs> real description of how the game looked. I think that uh, it, it was a pretty sloppy game. I think, yeah. and um, <laughs> I know as a as a Fresno State fan, it definitely. I felt uneasy the whole game. Uh, it just didn't seem like things were going right, and it felt like we could have, we should have beat them by a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. But we also got lucky too with some of their turnovers. So I know we'll we'll get into that.
0: Yeah, I was I'm just feeling the same way as you. It was very sloppy. I was on the edge of my in my seat, and I'd look at the scoreboard. Well, why am I worried? Look at the score. But I mean, the first two plays they had didn't. Uh, make me feel any better so the first play of the game they took it how many yards to the end zone they ran it up the gut all the way to the to the end zone and and then we scored and uh they took the kickoff return all the way back so two plays they scored touchdowns <laughs> back to back. <laughs> yeah. and I, I wasn't feeling too hot at that point
1: yeah, never, never a good sign. Yeah, never a good sign when the first play of the game run right up the middle and it's an 86-yard touchdown run. So that, <laughs> that that doesn't give you too much confidence in your defense right off the bat.
0: Hmm. Okay. Some quick stats for you guys. Jay Kaner went 29 for 38, 422 yards, Ooh. with four touchdowns. And one interception. Have a day, Jake Hayner. I think he was the the first quarterback to throw for 400 yards since Derek Carr. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. I saw that stat pop up on the television when we were watching the game, when I was watching the game.
1: Yeah, I didn't see it, but that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Yeah. Good for for Hayner.
0: Yeah. And uh, he did throw an interception. So he was clean with the past two games, and then he finally got picked off first drive uh through an interception in the end zone uh looked like a like a bonehead throw kind of
1: <laughs> yeah definitely a tough uh tough play for Hainer. didn't look great I know that he had uh i believe he threw it in double or triple coverage um so that's never a good formula and I think that he had an another receiver open in the end zone if I remember correctly so yeah just didn't didn't make the right read and uh kind of forced the throw uh thankfully it didn't end up hurting the dogs in the long run but um yeah that was that's tough especially on on your first uh first drive of the game
0: so what are your thoughts th- on jay kaner through the first four games
1: yeah i i think he has shown that he he should be the starting quarterback um, mm-hmm. he definitely can you know move around you know because the Offensive line hasn't been great. He's been having to, you know, kind of move around, and when the pocket collapses on him, so he's shown, you know, he can get out. He can be, you know, mobile when he needs to, and you know, he he can throw outside the pocket. And you know, like we saw, you know, last week, you know, threw for over four hundred yards. So, you know, he's obviously proficient throwing. You know, he does need to clean up some of the, you know, throwing errors. You know, he has struggled with a couple of interceptions in a couple of the games. But yeah, overall, I think he. He's doing a good job of you know, controlling the offense and you know, being able to make plays
0: when he needs to. Yeah, I feel the same way. He's the clear starter now. Uh, I do like how he pushes the ball downfield. It, it is easier when Cropper is about 10 yards in front of everybody. He's burned him. But he, he finds him and he gets the ball there. And he, uh, I have heard in the past that you cannot teach accuracy and that accuracy kind of stays uh where you're at when you get them. But I feel like he's improved on his accuracy. Uh also yeah, I, think I, mean, that, I think that accuracy thing's a myth. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's he's shown good touch on you know throwing the deep balls and you know, we saw it in this last game too. Um, you know, with a nice long pass to Josh Kelly and um mm-hmm. you know, so I won a cropper too. So yeah, that's that's good to see. It yeah, it's kind of funny. It almost seems like he struggles with some of the shorter passes. I know he's just flat out missed on a couple swing passes that um, you know to running backs or you know screen passes to wide receivers that seem like you know easy throws and he just flat out misses them. So uh, kind of a funny quirk with him.
0: Yeah, he had a 59 yard touchdown pass, a 71 yard touchdown pass, and a 44 yard touchdown pass, and then he had a nine yard touchdown pass. So, I mean three of the four were over 40 yards so he's pushing the ball downfield Mm -hmm. all right ronnie ronnie rivers 25 touches oh my goodness 25 carries i should say he had more touches than 25 Uh, but 25 carries for 132 yards and a touchdown. He also had six receptions, so that puts him puts him at thirty-one touches, I should say. And he had six receptions for fifty-one yards. Uh, what the heck happened? We didn't get our two hundred yards out of Ronnie Rivers.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny when you say those numbers; it almost seems like a letdown of a game for Ronnie. But um, you know, any other running back, you know, it's a good, good, good day in the office. So um, yeah, kind of, kind of good to see. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, in terms of workload, he's really the, the main productive running back, um, for Fresno state. Uh, we did see Mims get a couple carries and I even saw Bigelow in, uh, some mm-hmm. plays too. Um, but really the only running back production is coming from Ronnie, um, which are in a shortened season. Why not beat him? Um, you know, we only got a couple games. Hopefully we can get more games going the rest of the way, but, um, yeah, good to see some production and another touchdown. So he keeps climbing up those, uh, the, the stat, <laughs> historical yeah. stats.
0: Yeah. Kind of started out. My thoughts started out as, Oh boy, this is the game where Ronnie rivers gets shut down. Let's see what happens. Um, and like we said, Hainer threw for four, 422 yards. Uh, but I don't, that is not a bad stat line for Ronnie rivers at all. So, uh, my, beginning of the game thoughts were misleading uh where does Ronnie Rivers rank on your Fresno State running back uh leaderboard in the history of Fresno State
1: well uh I mean he's definitely close to the top I think that you know unfortunately I have a you know shorter uh right. viewing history you know, I think we're both 25 years old so yeah you know, we, we, we we've only been watching for you know our lifetime but um <laughs> You know, I think he's got to be up there with with Robbie Rouse and Ryan Matthews. I know that Ryan, Ryan Matthews was the most dynamic. Um, I know that when he was at Fresno State, you know, you could tell, you know, that this guy can be a, an NFL running back. Um, yeah. So in, in terms of, you know, how they looked on the field, you know, Ryan Matthews was definitely, you know, you could tell he was a stud. But, I mean, in terms of productivity, I mean, Ronnie, you know, he's great out of the backfield. He can carry. He's quick. He's powerful. Yeah, he's, he's a stud.
0: I'm with you. I was going to go with the same guy. Talk about Ryan Matthews uh, and how dynamic he was. Ryan Rivers has that, those same traits, catching the ball in the backfield, running hard, running people over, breaking their ankles. It's a lot of fun to watch him play, and I definitely think we'll be watching him play on Sundays. What about in the current college class? Where do you have Ronnie ranked? I mean,
1: how, how do I say he's not number one <laughs> right? as, as a President of State <laughs> podcast? But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to the rest of the college landscape um, with the shortened season and all. So yeah, I don't, don't have a good answer for you there. But
0: what do you think? Uh, I, I'd put him top five for sure. Uh, I think the kid out of Clemson, Travis Etienne is probably uh, number one. But I would think, Ronnie Rivers is right behind him, or you know, on the same level as as him and a, a few other guys. I'm sure there's some e- other SEC guys I'm forgetting, but we don't care about the SEC. We care about Mountain West, like you <laughs> said. So, no, but I definitely think he's top five, without a doubt. So the last two guys we have to talk about are the wide receivers, because out of the 422 yards, 202 yards went to Jalen Cropper on 10 receptions, and that included three touchdowns. So three of the four touchdowns went to Jalen Cropper.
1: Yeah, that's a... That's a huge stat line. Nice, nice day at the office. You know, definitely reminds us of, you know, a Devontae Adams stat line from back when he was catching, catching passes from Derek Carr. Um, you know, these kind of the type of performances he would put up. So uh, I, I think this is kind of what we've been waiting for, you know, pretty much this whole season we've been waiting for Jalen Cropper to really show up and, um, you know, kind of be the playmaker that we saw glimpses of last season. Um, so yeah, really cool to see him really use his speed, you know, run some good routes and, you know, get behind, you know, the secondary and thankfully painter was able to find him 10 times.
0: <laughs> the the other guy was Josh Kelly He had four receptions for 94 yards and a touchdown. Now, one of those receptions was a 71 yard pass that he took for uh, a touchdown. So, uh, Not bad for the young guy. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, you you know, on on that play, Hayner made a really good throw on that one, really Mm -hmm. uh, dropped it in between the safety and the corner. uh, And, you know, Credit to Kelly for not dropping it. <laughs> and he uh, and was able to run it in. You know, it, it did kind of frustrate me. You know, he, he kind of eased up at the end, but <laughs> the, the defender almost caught him. Like, when, when are these players going to learn? Just run hard all the way through the end zone so you don't attack. Them. I
0: saw on social media he apologized. Oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah, it won't happen again. So we know that much. <laughs> but I was going to say the same thing. Uh, so. I mean, do you think that we should get used to seeing these numbers out of the receiving core? Because I I don't think we should, because I think we're, well, I'm so used to seeing Rivers have these spectacular numbers. I'm kind of, that doesn't surprise me anymore. This uh, receiving core uh, stat line surprised me the most. So I don't think we should get used to seeing that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think at least for the rest of the season, it would be surprising if this continued um, just because Rivers is the main horse on the offense. Uh, But considering how young the whole receiving core is, um, you know, looking forward to next season, you know, it might be what it takes for, you know, the offense to be productive, you know, with, you know, pretty much everyone coming back except for Ronnie Rivers and this is projecting, you know, obviously play in the future, but, um, you know, with the majority of the receiving core back and Hainer coming back next year, you know, it looks like, you know, they may be forced to throw the ball a little bit more, if you know, the running back crew isn't able to replace Ronnie's production. So, um, yeah, at least for, for this year, I'd be surprised if we saw this a couple more times, but, um, yeah, definitely good to have this in the, in the arsenal to be able to pull out when, when they need
0: it. All right, let's move on to the defense. We we talked about the score line and if it reflected the if the game what we on the field reflected what the the in score was. Um, our defense caused two fumbles. We recovered both of them. We had six sacks. But what makes you question uh, the the defense still? Because well, we talked earlier and that you had questions about them.
1: Yeah, it's still just I feel uneasy with our defense. It seems like, you know, I think one of the main takeaways for me for this game is Utah State is not a good team, but they were still able to, you know, run the ball on us pretty easily, Um, you know, on their, you know, one of their drives in the first quarter, you know, when uh, Evan Williams caused a fumble um, as he was tackling the running back, I think it was on the 10 or 15-yard line, uh, you know, that easily could have been a touchdown drive um, for the Aggies. That um, you know, thankfully Evan Williams caused that fumble, and you know, we were able to take possession away and turn it over. But um,
0: I think he yeah, got a little def- face mask in there too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, if the ref, ref ref doesn't see it. No, he did call it. That's all right. But yeah, it really seems like you know, the defense is having a tough time stopping um, stopping the offenses.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we lead – I think we lead the nation in sacks per game. Is that – now?
1: I, I did see a stat like that. So, yeah, I mean, it was uh, earlier in the day, I think. So, um, but, yeah, I, That's- <laughs> we, we, are, we are getting pressure with the, the defensive line, which is good to see. Um, it seems like uh, we kind of missing something in, in the, the linebacking core. You know, it just doesn't seem like we have the playmaker who's just eating up tackles. Um, So I think that's, you know, big hole that's been exposed. I think Mm -hmm. in in the secondary, you know, Evan Williams, you know, has shown why he's, you know, a captain and a leader on the defense playing really well. Same with Braylon Lux. I've been, Mm -hmm. I've
0: been, you know, pretty happy with how he's playing. Oh yeah. I'm very impressed with both those guys. I, and I think we were talking, you were talking fumbles. Yeah. They fumbled on the 15 and we recovered it and then they, they were in the red zone and they snapped it over the quarterback's head and uh, they lost. Yeah, that, that that
1: easily could have been another touchdown for the Aggies. Yeah, I think right. they were inside the five yard line and it was a bad snap and they ended up, you know, 15, 20 yards behind. I think ended up settling for a field goal on that drive. Um, so that was a, another costly <laughs> turnover Thank or goodness. you know field position flip by the Aggies.
0: Yeah, you were talking to Evan Williams. He led the team with seven tackles, actually. Uh, but yeah, I still, I still feel as though the secondary is vulnerable to the deep ball. My opinion hasn't changed over really ever, since the beginning of the season. Uh, I, but I have been fi- finding that these quarterbacks that we play against are have not been that great. I mean, uh, Shelley went nine for twenty-four with 144 yards Uh, positive though uh, he had 12 carries for only eight yards so that's a record for the defense uh, holding a quarterback to eight yards on the ground yeah
1: Yeah. thankfully we were a little bit off on that preview and thinking that you know he might be uh, (laughs) able to run all over the dogs so that's that's a good good time when we're wrong and yeah credit credit to the defense for keeping them in check and you know, I, I think we can agree that that's still a formula that offenses can use to ex- expose Fresno State defense is you know, get a mobile quarterback and you know, make some plays happen because there seems to be plenty of holes. But, yeah, credit, credit to the defense for keeping Shelly in check.
0: Yeah, to, to be honest, I don't know if he was a huge threat through the air so they could focus more on his legs. Uh, some Mountain West news, I heard that he was kicked off the team shelly was uh, really yeah i i have no idea why uh i read an article that said he was uh done after that game so i'm sure he got really upset with how he played and something happened i don't know i'm assuming now <laughs> mm. um all right what stood out to you during this game like if you could take one thing away from this game what are you taking away?
1: I think probably biggest takeaway has got to be Jalen Cropper um, finally getting the ball and making some plays. Um, so if we're taking away a positive, it's uh, you know the offense looked good; they were making plays, and you know Cropper and Kelly were being explosive, um, you know outside outside the tackles.
0: Mm-hmm. I think my takeaway is that we still have not taken a kick return back for a touchdown yet. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about it with Paul Leffler, and uh, our, uh, our jinx did not work. You know, we talk about it every week. It should happen soon. I'm, it's it's going to happen soon. They have Cropper returning kicks, or they did this last game. We'll see what happens. It, I thought it looked better. I thought the kick returns looked better. But uh, uh, my takeaway is that we have not had one, and uh, we are due. We are due. We are,
1: yeah. I mean, maybe maybe someone on the coaching staff has been listening to the podcast because we <laughs> we 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 did say that last time. Is you know, it seems like whoever's returning kicks just isn't running hard enough, and yeah, we saw saw Cropper out there at <laughs> those fast games.
0: So, I mean, if we saw it, I don't think it was hard for anyone else to see. It.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Uh, the last thing I wanted to point out was that Caesar Silva went five for five. Um, extra points. So he didn't miss an extra point. That's great. Which is good. Yeah. uh, I think last game he missed or the game before he missed one. Mm -hmm. Uh, But however, he didn't attempt a a field goal against Utah State. So uh, I mean, I guess that's good. That means we're scoring maybe. Well, other than our one turnover in the red zone, but we're getting close. We're scoring. So. uh,
1: And then on the I guess defensive special team side. You no, know, the dogs did block the first extra point attempt. Yes, um, by the Aggies, so that was good. Um, getting the pressure in there and you know not taking it easy. I believe it was Evan Williams on the block too. Yeah, if not mistake.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got close a few times actually. It kind of reminded me of when we played Boise and blocked two those two field goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't make any adjustments. They let Evan Williams <laughs> go right on through, which I'm fine with. I'm yeah. fine with that. Uh, still, there were no punt returns for Ronnie Rivers, which is a bummer, man. I want to see that guy. I, I sorry. Go ahead.
1: I think yeah. I think from what it seems like is you know the punt return is just all about limiting you know, <laughs> potential for error, and if if he can just uh, <laughs> fair catch every time and don't fumble, I think that's a positive for the dogs. <laughs>
0: True. I'd like for him to catch a one with space and to see what he can do. I just want to see what he can do. All right. So, tomorrow we're doing this on Friday night. So, tomorrow we were supposed to play San Jose State. Uh, we usually preview the upcoming game. However, this game was canceled due to COVID 19 uh, contact tracing, as far as we know. So, somebody Tested positive for COVID nineteen on the Fresno State team, and then due to the people that this person was around, they canceled the game, which is a total bummer. Definitely. So,
1: you know, if we can take anything out of it, you know, I guess we take it as a bye week. Yeah. If If anyone's banged up, they can uh, you know get the yeah. treatment they need. <laughs> Hopefully, you know if players are able to quarantine and, you know, they can kind of isolate the players who you know were in contact, hopefully get that cleared up by next week. So hopefully we can get at least one rivalry game in, um, Mm -hmm. with the San Diego state Spartans scheduled to come into town on black Friday day after Thanksgiving.
0: Ooh. Yeah. It would have been nice to get that trophy back or at least have a shot again, that Valley trophy back. So a bummer. Uh, but, we will live to fight another day and I'm sure they're fired up and getting ready for San Diego state. So is there anything else that, uh, stuck out to you against Utah state or that you would like to share? Um,
1: I'm not sure. I think we pretty much covered it all. I mean, it still seems like weakness for the dogs is, you know, turnovers. Oh, we didn't mention, um, you know, uh we fall also fumbled um lost a fumble so um definitely the offense needs to tighten it up um with heading into tougher um play coming up hopefully we do get to see Nevada towards the end of the season you know they're one of the top teams in the conference this year so um Mm -hmm. turning the ball over definitely isn't going to cut it and even with San Diego State too they're they're always a tough team and play the dogs hard so Hopefully we can get that uh, straightened out. Work on ball security. Hayner not throwing bad passes, and I think that that's going to be be crucial for for the dogs going forward.
0: Yeah, we have some great games up ahead. Uh, we Red Wave. I hope you're fired up. We are. Uh, let the dogs know that you're there to support them, and we will talk to you guys next week when we uh, will be previewing. The game against San Diego State because there will be no recap. Our recap will be very short next week. <laughs> but thank you for listening. Reminder Twitter, Instagram, Beware of Bulldogs Podcast. Leave a rating and a review on iTunes. And we are also on Spotify. Thank you for listening. And once again, as always, go dogs.
1: Go dogs.